Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. And that's right, we call it speculative fiction here on the Untold Podcast instead of sci-fi fantasy, because we like to conserve letters. Sci-fi fantasy, you see, is exactly 12 letters long, not including dashes and slashes. And while speculative is a mere 11 letters long... So, for every letter we can serve, we print them off on a dot matrix printer, cut each individual letter out using scissors, X-Acto knife, and die cutter, then drop them into a bowl of tomato soup, creating our very own artisan version of alphabet soup, Untolios. And we pass on the savings to you, the listener. Do you have any idea how inexpensive tomato soup is in comparison to alphabet soup? Well, me neither, but I'm confident we're saving some serious money here and increasing our fiber intake at the same time. And speaking of fiber, we've got a great story for you to digest this month. This month's story was written by Stuart von Stockton. Stuart is a web designer by day and a science fiction author by night. He has been building the mythos of galactic lore and Saria for 20 years, and this is the universe where this month's story presides. Stuart lives in Colorado Springs with his wife and fellow author, Tiffany, their daughter, Victoria, and son, Richard. Stuart is also the basis for S-Man, a science fiction novelist character in the popular Canner Lake novel series by Brandilyn Collins. Stuart's epic science fantasy novel, Starfire, set in the Galactic Lore universe and published by Marcher Lord Press, won first place in the 2010 Epic Awards science fiction category. You can find his work over at www.writersblock.com. Just drop the W from Writers and the K from Block. You can read his blog over at galacticlore.blogspot.com. Follow him on Twitter at svstockton. As always, just head over to our online show notes for all the direct links. Today we also have a guest reader, my wife, Kristen Norman, who will be narrating the thoughts and words of our story's protagonist. And now, The Untold Podcast is proud to present Forms of Destiny by Stuart Vaughn Stockton. When nature's time comes round, seek the shaper's guiding hand. Three true forms will be presented. To these forms your life must yield. In the stillness of the night, under the knot's ever-shifting light, Mark the ground with the shaper's seal, and await your forms of destiny. The rhyme tumbled through Meshayel's mind, her lips silently forming each syllable as she knelt in the meadow. Prickling knees gnawed at her focus, reminding her that she had been in this position for hours. She hopped onto the balls of her feet and rubbed her hands over her dimpled knees. A quick glance ensured that her movements had not disrupted the pattern of the shaper's seal she had laid out in the meadow, using white river mud. A cold breeze stirred, chilling her. She drew her cloak tight and focused on the blooming star pattern that pointed north out of the circle she crouched in. 
Face first the blooming star, pointed to the truest light of sky. Await the wings of grace and mercy, and you will be lifted high. Darkness, deeper than night, fell over the clearing as a cloud passed in front of the knot. Meshael looked up as the cloud moved on, letting the knot shine bright in the sky once more, its many tendrils wrapping and writhing in on itself, each changing color as it wound through the knot's heart. Crimson, azure, emerald, silver, gold, and more, shifting as fast as Meshael could name them. She held a hand high and watched the colors reflect on the oily sheen of her brown skin, mesmerized by her newfound beauty. Envy had always struck at her heart when she had seen the light of the knot dance across the skin of her elders. How she had longed for the time when she came of age, and the oil coated her own dry skin. Her delight at this revelation was dwarfed only by her thrill in the knowledge that soon her forms would be given by the Shaper. A dark form darted between her outstretched fingers and the knot. Meshael brought her hand down with a gasp, then held her breath, waiting. Silence filled the clearing. Even the breeze stilled. Meshael scanned the shadows of the night, her muscles tensing as doubt began to ripple through her. It wasn't unheard of to be killed during a choosing. The poor victim's mauled corpse found days later, if the family was lucky or not. She shook her head. No. Mawa said I would be safe as long as I remained in the seal. Shaper, form my courage. Reassurance replaced the doubt, and Meshael breathed deeper. Then, out of the darkness, dozens of forms surged forward. A startling squeal broke through Meshael's lips as she dropped onto her rump. Whistles, squawks, trills, and a multitude of other animal cries tangled in the air as the clearing filled with a multitude of winged beasts. A graceful wimmerill strode around the edge of the white lines on tall, slender legs. Long white feathers swept back from a short head, held perfectly still atop a long, stately neck. Meshael fought the urge to stand and join in a dance with the noble bird. A hoarse call, followed by a terrible stench, drew her attention away. Out of the flock lurched a dark ukron. Black fur lay in a tangled mass all over its body, except for its blunt face. The beast's scenting tubes wriggled tasting the air as leathery wings pulled it forward across the ground, closer and closer to the blooming star of her seal. Meshael drew back in revulsion. Dear Shaper, please do not ask me to bear this form. Her breath froze in her throat. 
as the rank scavenger lurched to a stop at the very edge of the symbol, tubes quivering, dark, watery eyes rolling in their sockets. Then, with a bubbling urk, the Ukrat lurched to the side and moved away. Meshael exhaled in a huff, slumping in relief, only then noticing the bird standing in the center of the blooming star, staring at her expectantly. Most wondrous shaper, thank you. Excitement exploded through her body as she bent closer to the hakit. Rich golden feathers whispered in the breeze caused by the numerous wings flapping all around. The bird stood on its four slender legs and stepped closer. Narrow wings stretching full on each side, then folding tight. Meshael slowly reached forward and ran her hand along the hakit's back. The bird responded with a quiet trill from its hooked beak and pressed into her hand. Yes, little one, it is time. Meshael closed her eyes and gently probed the Hakit's feathers with both hands till her fingers made contact with flesh. Shaper of all, I thank you for this form you have chosen. Bind us and give me the wings of grace and mercy. Warmth surged through Meshael's fingers, up her arms and throughout her body. Images of soaring high above the world rushed through her. The sensation of crisp air rifling through feathers rippled across her skin. She cried out in joy, not in words, but in the shrill scree of a hakit. She reveled in the cleanness of the high mountain air and loamy scent of a great forest. The warmth faded, and Meshael found herself once more alone in the clearing. Now she saw clearly in the darkness each spine of the tree, each blade of the grass. Even the knot seemed closer than ever before. Only when she stretched her wings did Meshael realize that she saw through the eyes of her first form, the Hakit. She concentrated on what Malwa had told her. One must only will for the shift to occur, and your form will emerge like the sun at dawn. Her thoughts turned to her prime form, and warmth swept over her, quickly replaced by the chill night air against her bare skin. She wrapped herself in her cloak once more, excitement still coursing through her veins from the thrill of transformation. She longed to soar through the air, but the night was not yet complete. Face next the forge, track to catch the knot's pure might, await the paw of courage and strength. Such will be needed to yield to the shaper. Meshael turned toward the second symbol of the seal, a horned box with flame rising from the top facing the west where the knot would set when morning came. She pulled her cloak tighter and wiped an oily strand of hair out of her face. 
What will come next? Mawa said that every choosing is different, that one never knows. A terrible roar shattered the silence of the meadow, shaking the trees with its power. Meshael came to her feet before she knew she was moving, lurching to a halt just at the edge of the seal. I must not run. I am safe as long as I stay in the seal. The shaper will let no harm come to me. Another roar shook the world and made her thoughts seem empty and pointless. Meshael scurried to the center of the seal and huddled under her cloak. Please let me live through this night. She scanned the forest edge, her eyes wide and her ears straining. The temptation to become Hakit and fly far beyond the reach of whatever raged in the trees ate at her insides. Give me courage to endure this trial. A shape melted out of the forest's shadows and slowly glided toward her. Meshael felt her fear melt away as awe for the majestic beauty of the approaching Makiti entranced her. The great beast's pelt glistened under the knot's shifting light. It padded silently toward her on powerful legs and huge paws. Pointed ears flattened, and its whiskered maw split, revealing sharp fangs. And it roared once more. Meshael trembled at the terrible sound, but forced herself to stand and face the Makiti. With a rumbling purr, the beast took one more step forward, placing its left paw in the center of the forge. Meshael inched forward, hand held out tentatively, expecting the animal to leap on her and crush the life from her body. But instead, it nuzzled her hand, its great wet nose cold to the touch. Whiskers tickled her arm as she stepped closer with confidence, stroking the shaggy coat, resting her cheek on the Makiti's thick shoulder. Mishael closed her eyes and probed with her fingers. Shaper of all, you bring strength to the weak and courage to the timid. Bind us now and shape me to your will. Warmth surged through her body once more. The thrill of plunging into the icy waters of the briny sea coursed within her. She lounged in the solitude of a rocky shore and the contentment in lazing on sun-warmed sand. Fierce courage coursed through her veins in the defense of home. Mishael yelled out in joy with a roar that made the forest tremble. The warmth faded and Mishael reveled in the strength she felt as Makiti. But the knot had lowered in the sky. Dawn was not far off. She focused and shifted to her prime form, then wrapped herself in her cloak. Her eyes searched the empty clearing as she turned towards the last symbol. Face last the scroll, unveiled to catch the light of dawn. Await the spirit of wisdom pure, so you may know the shaper's form. Mishael's eyes caught on the Yiwa immediately. 
The animal seemed to glow among the shadows with a silver sheen. Long, graceful legs perched onto narrow hooves. Its neck arched to a long head sporting three white horns aligned in a row down the brow. A thin tail, tufted in black, flicked at its haunches as the Yiwa pranced toward her. Oh, Shaper, of all the forms you have chosen, I thank you most for this. She reached forward, fingers itching to stroke what must surely be a hide unmatched in softness and beauty. Her eyes roamed over the beautiful Yiwa, joy blooming in her heart. Even the hooves sparkled like gems. Meshael stopped abruptly, her hand just short of the Yiwa's head. Her joy died and tears burned behind her eyes. The glittering hooves remained outside the symbol of the scroll. She squeezed her eyes shut. No, I just saw it wrong. But the Yiwa remained outside the pattern when she dared look again. Shaper, why do you torture me so? Have I not been faithful? A strange sound filled the night air. Meshael jumped and looked around. The sound came again. Meshael dropped to her knees and buried her face in her hands, afraid to look within the scroll. Please, Shaper. Slowly, she raised her head. A strange creature, like none she had ever seen, stood in the center of the pattern. What looked like frayed, dirty white skin covered its body from its broad snout to the base of its bald, ashen tail. Large eyes with slitted pupils sat on either side of the flat head. A broad mouth opened wide, unveiling a red, toothless mouth filled with a thick tongue. Meshael fell backward in horror. No, Shaper, you can't ask me to make this choice. Please, I don't even know its name. Her eyes shifted from the enchanting beauty of the Yiwa to the lowly plainness of the strange creature, its long body supported by sprawling legs ending in thick, round pads encircled by small claws. The chill night air slipped under her cloak, sending Meshael into a bout of shivers. She pulled it tighter around her as tears began flowing over her cheeks. Who would know if I chose this Yiwa? I am alone here. She rubbed her cheeks with the heel of her hands. Shame filling her. Shaper would know. I would know. And Mawa can always tell when I lie to her. Meshayel shook her head. Shaper, you blessed me with the gift of the Hakit, and you gave me its grace. 
I trusted in your strength when the Makiti roared and found your courage within me. I will trust in your wisdom to know the form I need. Tears streaming down her face, Meshael crawled forward, and with one last longing glance at the Yiwa, probed the plain creature's dry, leathery skin. Shaper of all, you give the wisdom pure. Her voice cracked, and she continued in barely a whisper. Bind us now, so I may know your form. Searing heat flared up in Meshael's arms and racked her body. Her scream melted into a gurgling fizzle as the bonding took hold. Images of sheer cliffs and dark holes, great beasts of tooth and claw roaring in fury, a shimmering curtain of light. Confusion railed in her as what should be familiar became strange and alien in her eyes. Finally, the pain flowed away, replaced by the soothing night. But unlike before, she had not been left alone. The creature remained within the scroll. Meshael focused on her prime form, but the shift did not come. Panic speared her chest. Did I choose wrong? Oh, Shaper, do not doom me to live out the rest of my life in this wretched form. Was it not enough that I trusted you? The strange creature chirped and then spoke in a scratchy yet song-like voice. Fear not the form of another world. Grace and mercy have given you wings. Trust has brought you courage and strength. Faith, the wisdom with which to wound the tyrant's claw. Do not despair, shaper's child. These are your forms of destiny. And with them, you shall stem the dark tide that rises even now. The sun crested the horizon, and as the light touched the creature, it burned fiercely and bright. Then, in a whiff of smoke, the animal vanished. A strong wind rushed across the meadow sweeping away the seal Meshael had so carefully laid. She pushed her slick hair away from her face, then started as she realized she had returned to her prime form. Shivering, she snatched up her bundled clothes and quickly dressed, rubbing the garments against her skin to help them soak up her oil. She draped her cloak over her shoulders, and faced once more the rising sun. One last part of the ceremony remained. She closed her eyes, letting the rising sun's warmth play across her face, then raised her arms to the sky. Shaper, you have given me my forms. Let your grace and mercy be my wings. 
a vision blossomed before her. As Hakit, she lighted upon a great mound of shattered stone, where a strange form emerged from a curtain of light. A voice rumbled through her being. Behold the one who will recognize the spirit of wisdom I have given you. Heed his guidance and the rising tide will not sweep away your world. As the voice died, the vision faded. Meshael staggered, her limbs quaking as she continued the rite. Let your strength and courage be my protection. Another vision bloomed. As Makiti, she ran among an avalanche of stones, rumbling toward a swelling of black water. As the two forces clashed, the voice returned. Embrace my strength. Become a dam that the tide cannot overcome. And from this place a spring of hope shall flow. Once again, the vision faded with the voice. Meshayal paused, fear clenching her throat. Malwa had said nothing about visions and riddles. Shaper, what are you asking of me? I don't understand. Silence and warmth were the only answers. Finally, with a shuddering breath, she said the final verse. Let your wisdom guide me to your form. A vast darkness engulfed her, cold and terrifying. Pain racked her body, screams tore from her throat. But then a light blossomed, and the voice spoke. My gift of wisdom is not of this world and will bring you pain. But through this fire, you will be forged. And when all is dark, my wisdom will bring the light. Sunlight kissed her skin once more, and Meshayel opened her eyes to the quiet meadow, though tears blurred her vision. Memories of the visions jumbled through her mind. Shaper, why have you called me to a future of pain? How can I live under this burden? Then she remembered Malwa's parting words. The Shaper does not give forms lightly. He knows what trials you will face and will give you the grace, strength, and wisdom that you need to prevail. Meshael turned her back to the sun, looking west, toward home. She dried her tears on her sleeve. Then with determined steps, began her march toward destiny. And that was our story. I hope you liked it. I don't know about you, but I greatly identified with Meshael. Why can't I choose to be whomever I want? Why submit to God if he's not going to give me what I want? And why does God put us into some truly ugly situations in the first place? I love that this story doesn't end with the purpose for Meshael's forms, but instead ends with her trust. 
She doesn't particularly like the end result. She doesn't like the future pain to come, and she really doesn't understand the ultimate purpose of anything. But she chooses to trust the Shaper. And at the end of the day, that's the decision we all have to make as we go through the stories of our own lives. Are we going to fight against God or submit and trust him, even though we don't know the ending of the story? That is, other than the new heaven and the new earth. (laughs) We know about that. If you like this month's story, be sure to head over to writersblock.com and remember that Stuart Von Stockton subscribes to the Untold Podcast's philosophy of letter conservation, so drop the W and the K, print them out, and stew them up. And while you're at writersblock.com, pick up Stuart Von Stockton's epic novel, Starfire. It really is fabulous. So until next time, I leave you with my favorite line from the story. My gift of wisdom is not of this world, and will bring you pain. But through this fire you will be forged, and when all is dark, my wisdom will bring the light.